But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Neurotica Live, live from the National Liberty Museum. Uh, We're very excited to be here today. This is our first live podcast. We're here as part of the Philly Pod Festival. We're super excited. Um, Today, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a celebration for us. But, um, you know, if you've never experienced our podcast before, we're Neurotica. We're a mental health podcast, but we focus uh, primarily on going to those dark places and bringing them to light and really trying to find not just you know humor, but an opportunity to share a story that maybe you didn't get to share because you've been afraid or kind of guarding it. And I'm here today with you know two of my favorite people in the world. I'm very excited to introduce them now. Uh, first off, I want to introduce my uh, co-host. Uh, he joined the podcast a little bit later than me. I'm the creator, but uh, you know we love him all the same. So welcome to the National Liberty Museum, uh, Booby Styles, aka Bobby. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to the National Libertarian Museum. That's not the name. If of you the walk podcast. around the museum, you'll see um, great exhibits on why people that drown in hurricanes deserve it. No, why my 14-year-old girlfriend shouldn't get arrested for driving drunk. All kinds of good stuff. So, cannot wait to get kicked out during our first live uh, podcast. So we're going to stop Bobby from talking for a little bit, um, and we're going to introduce uh, today's special guest, friend of the podcast, but doing amazing things all over the internet. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at ebrownie, but today we'd like to introduce Aaron back to the podcast. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. Thank you for having me again. Oh, glad to have you. Uh, you know, we're doing our live episode. Did you get a chance to walk around the museum at all? Just the gift shop. They have... Um, impossibly tiny glass animals they do they've and got I a lot of great things. every single one they've also got one of those little bouncing eagles you can hold on your finger yeah. i might go back and buy one of those um those bobby i didn't see anything in the gift shop referencing the things you talked about so i'm still a little they have it. a baby's first surgery kit because you nope, shouldn't need a license not... to do medical work okay then bobby so they just give you the tools to cut people open it's fine that doesn't sound real, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, so today, uh, we're really happy to be here, and we were kind of debating what we we're going to talk about today. Uh, we kind of were going in a little bit... We were debating this five seconds ago. Yes, we just came we up with the mics it. On. We just wing it every time we get on stage. Uh, but we were looking for things that were a little bit more gimmicky. We were going to you know, maybe do a little bit of a debate. We were going to do some um, mental health quizzes. And we realized, you know, just because this is our live episode doesn't mean we have to do something that's not us and not genuine. So what we decided on is we're actually going to have today be a little bit of a celebration in the podcast, but no, there's still a lot of work to do. So every single person on the stage is very talented, other than myself. Um, but, you know, we all are participating in a lot of creative endeavors. And an opportunity like this to be up here in a live podcast is not something I'd ever think would happen. And honestly, this podcast shouldn't exist. And the reason why is because uh, I'm an idiot. Um, my brain doesn't work. I Before Bobby entered this podcast, we might not even have been, you know, still alive at this point if you didn't join the podcast. And having people like Aaron, who I've met in my life, you know, they've kept me going and inspired me because of things they're doing. But both these people I love very much. They're very talented. But their nine to five day jobs are not, you know, doing these creative endeavors we love to do. I don't podcast for a living as much as I'd love to. Uh, What we do is we go to other jobs. We find time to do these things on the side. But what you learn you know, through talking to people is that everybody has their own battle between their dreams and their job. And today we're going to talk about a little bit about um, you know, some of the things that we love to do on the side, but how kind of mental health shapes the way that we're able to interact with those and why those things are not our nine to five. And it's funny because before I even came here, I saw some celebrities today, which is kind of funny to me because Philadelphia is not the city you expect to see a lot of celebs. I saw um, first the lead singer of the Mountain Goats. He was coming out of uh, a Wawa. He was going to um, Whole Foods before. Then walking past Whole Foods, I saw uh, Super Bowl winner Alshon Jeffrey. Looked like he was walking in, so I kind of... Tom Brady dropped it. Yeah, he did drop it. Poked my head in, almost walked in Alshon Jeffrey. And then before we got on, Ben Franklin was actually the guest on the last podcast. So celebrities do uh, come in threes. So I was really glad to see that. 
and we're hoping that this is what launches us to become celebrities, a room full of 90% of just my friends. So um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, but yeah, so today we're just going to talk about a little bit of our creative endeavors. Obviously, the podcast is mine, but I want to turn it over to my, uh, my co-host and our special guest today to talk about a little bit what they do in their free time and what their dreams are. So Bobby, you want to take it away? Yeah, so on, I think it was on Thursday, there was an article in the New York Times about a white woman who started a podcast thinking that she'd basically immediately be successful. Which and is true. The, the tweet that publicized it the most was someone saying it sounds like an Onion article because she was like, we did six episodes thinking we'd have like a Lisa Mattress spon- sponsorship like right away because everyone gets a Lisa Mattress sponsorship besides us. Yeah, I mean, we're still working on that one. We might... We might step down to see if, you know, like, Tempur-Pedic would take us on, but, you know, they're not really into the podcast game yet, so we're still working on that sponsorship. We're lobbying. so Lobbying the mattress industry. They've got forums. It's a whole thing. So as I was reading that, I was kind of reflecting on um, my own, you know, creative history, quote-unquote, because it made me realize that I first started my blog on Tumblr, like, eight years ago, and I kind of thought that I would get somewhere from it, um, maybe get a job or be able to transition to do it full time. But the fact that she was, she had the hubris to think that after six episodes, she'd be like rich and famous off. I think the podcast was about giving advice. Yeah, it was like an She's advice like, podcast where they had no history of giving advice. It was called The Advice Podcast. Yeah, The Advice Podcast. No formal like attempts to give advice, but I mean, you said they were white women, right? So they've definitely given advice in their lives before. It was a white woman and a white man. Oh, and a white man. So he's definitely given his opinions in life before. We hate them. Um, yeah, we I hate don't think deeply. you should be able to start a podcast about giving advice if you don't know how to like tell someone how to get on food stamps. Like, what? I think if you haven't like actually struggled in life, like you don't have any worthwhile advice to give anyone. I, I, I think that's true. I feel the same way somewhat about politics, and I don't want to get into that, but I don't think you should be allowed to run for office similarly if that's like the first job you have out of college. It's like you're telling people that uh, you know this is how you should live when your whole life has been just building up to telling people how they should live. Like It, it doesn't really make sense to me, but um, you know, I think... To be fair, though, them starting their advice podcast, we started a, a mental health podcast without you know, any kind of formal training on mental illness. Or but you have mental health. Yeah, great. Uh, you suffer from mental health. Yeah, but those ladies suffer from advice. Or lady and man, sorry. That's true. You, you, you said it was too white. So basically what I was trying to get at was that um, unless you have connections and a big platform to begin with, it's most likely that any creative pursuit writing, podcasting, whatever, is going to be a long struggle until you get some sort of breakthrough. Yeah, my like getting invited to the National Liberty Museum. What's up? <laughs> uh, I had a brief breakthrough um, last year at the end of the year. I got to write a paid article for my favorite website, but it had been like seven years before that happened. And I'm too much of a coward to pitch things because I'm terrified of rejection. And Aaron... Is, I had to expose a catfish to have my breakthrough. Yeah, so I was about to toss it to Aaron because <laughs> we call Aaron, that a Aaron, had a, Aaron had a breakthrough. Um, and Aaron also is, does freelance writing, which is something that I'm terrified of doing. It's not part of her nine-to-five job, but it is something... It's additional income, and it's getting paid for like a passion. So that was a big part of why we wanted Aaron to come on because she has experience actually generating income from something that she does creatively. I wouldn't call it income. Um, <laughs> it is money, but uh, Not regular amounts. income, but... Yeah. I guess what we're saying is people actually want to hear what you have to say to the point that they're willing to open up their bank accounts and try to figure out direct deposit <laughs> information, where with me and Bobby, when we start giving our opinions, people debate whether they should just mute us on Twitter or not. You should have gotten catfished. And yeah. exposed them. You know what? I, Someone in the crowd catfished me. I'm sure. Let's go. I'm actually sure Bobby and I have been catfished. We're just too much of cowards to follow through and go on those dates. So that's also probably. Yeah. It wasn't a date. I don't, know it wasn't a date, but I'm just saying story. that, you know, I was Bobby never, and I, we get a lot of contacts from the old Twitter DMs. and I was never pressured to send nudes like you were. Actually, that's a good thing to talk about if you have any tra- interest in talking about it. That's what we call another transition <laughs> right there. Never been asked to send nudes. 
you know, now I think about Let's it. take it back. <laughs> do you, <laughs> you want to briefly explain to anyone that didn't read the Bleacher Report or, or Deadspin article uh, what happened with that situation? Sure. So um, back in the fall of 2017, um, I cracked the case of a (laughs) baseball writer who had been um, she was a 21 year old girl she had been posing as a 30 year old man um, and getting paid to write um, for various baseball um, blog sites things like that publications um, for about 8 years Um, and she had a huge following Um, but kind of milkshake-ducked herself and started being very misogynistic toward her female followers um, who thought that they were following a 30-year-old married man with two kids. Um, And I... If you impersonate a white male for long enough, you're going to sexually harass some people. Essentially. Uh, So I figured out who she was, and I exposed them on Twitter and uh, did an interview with Deadspin about it was offered my own episode of Catfish. Oh, goodness. Uh, you turned it down? Yes. Is it because Nev's problematic, or you just yes. didn't want to do it? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, got a lot of followers from that. And then uh, people started wanting me to write for them. Which, not, a, not necessarily that, about catfishing. Not about uh, catfishing. And we, and we <laughs> about, apart- that one. about apartment configurations, for yes. example. <laughs> and we should cl- ca- clarify here, though, that was like your big moment of like, you know, you had a juicy story. People wanted to, you know, get some, uh, you know, content out of you. But you've been creating for years, and you've been doing a lot of different things. And yeah. Bobby even talked about, you know, freelancing. But for a while, when I knew you, that was kind of like your primary way of not income. You said, like, getting money. So I you, wrote for free for a very, very long time. Yeah, so you have a mental aspect. Yeah, you have a mental aspect of more where me and Bobby are, like, oh, we have our nine-to-five jobs, we want to do these creative things, and we hope that, you know, we get our big break and we can leave that. For you, you were living it, and you were, you know, kind of sacrificing a lot to get there. Now I know you have a nine-to-five. You're still somewhat in the realm of what you want to do, where Bobby and I are in completely, Mm -hmm. you know, different careers altogether. But, you know, when you had the the article come up, that was a, a moment for you, the same way... Bobby getting published in, you know, his favorite website, me having this live episode trying to draw off your experiences, leeching onto you once again. Um, ben Simmons' sister canceling me. Ben Simmons' sister canceling yeah. Bobby and Bobby specifically. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I, Aaron, we've known each other for probably about two years-ish now, and, yeah. you know, we both talked about even stand-up comedy, and you're a great stand-up comedian. Uh, I did not get to see you do an open mic, but we've worked on material together. So to, the point we're making here is that all three of us up here that, you know, we're not celebrities. Those moments weren't our big breaks, and now you know who we are um, to the point that you turn on TV. But it's still a work in progress for us. We're still excited where we're going, but it's just these few moments that kind of remind us to keep going where our mental health is working against us constantly. So, you know, to kind of transition to that conversation a little bit, Bobby is not in the same way traditional, like, you know, mental health problems the same way that Aaron and I would. Aaron and I have been diagnosed. We take medication. But Bobby, you know, has to fight through the same thing we do because for him, his, his mind is not 100% on the thing that he wants to do all day. He does work in 9 to 5. The little bit of difference is that me and Aaron have had conversations in the past where we're not sure we want to get out of bed. And when you're not sure you want to get out of bed because you don't want the world to see you, it's really hard to convince yourself, people want to read what I write. People want to see what I produce. And there's really that constant struggle for any creative. That's not something special we're talking about here. But when you layer in that mental health aspect, it's... It's about keeping yourself going even in your nine to five sometimes. It's really hard to add on to the top of that, oh my gosh, I want to do this thing that takes a lot of putting myself out there and exposing myself as well. And Aaron, I think you probably agree to that to a T. Definitely. I actually um, had an interesting conversation with my mom a couple of months ago where, um, you know, this mental health issues and anxiety and depression is something that I have been dealing with um, for as long as I can remember. Um, I didn't start taking medication for it until about five years ago, five and a half years ago, but this is something that I've been dealing with for a very long time. And my mom just out of the blue asked me, when you're in those depressive episodes, how do you get out of bed in the morning? And my only answer was, I have to. Yeah. Do you think that was 
sorry, do you think that was curiosity or do you, th- like, just about you or do you think she was seeing something of that in herself and was trying to get an answer for how she can get out of bed? I'm not sure. Um, you know, it could have been a little bit of both, but I think, you know, that's a question that, especially from um, friends who don't necessarily have these same issues. Um, what up? <laughs> um, where, you know, sometimes I think it's just the nature of being human and having a human brain is having days where you're not at 100% and you're wondering how you are going to get out of bed in the morning. And, you know, sometimes it's, oh, if I don't go to work today, I'll probably get fired. So I better get on that bus. (laughs) Yeah. And something that I see um, online a lot, you know, talking about struggling to get out of bed or go about your day to day is once every two months, someone will tweet something that says, like, if you're depressed, all you have to do is, like, go to the gym and think happy thoughts or some bullshit like that. (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't try that yet. Drink water. Yeah, let it like drink water, like do Stay a, do a moisturizing routine. If you give up gluten and drink water, you will never be depressed again. If you, you rub shea butter again, that might work. <laughs> if you rub the right moisturizer into your face, it'll seep into your brain and if cure you. you. Well, that's just science, Bobby. Let's tape a crystal to your ear, you won't have anxiety anymore. I think you need it, you know, deeper inside you. Well, you I'm gotta get away from Bobby. But completely. sorry, like, so, as a friend. Um, but it's crystal dildos. So I, what on. I what I was getting at was that I I think that I've experienced down times or like depressive episodes, quote unquote. But I, I'm not, you know, clinically depressed or anything like that. And I think that a lot of people. Or are you, Bobby? This is actually your intervention. <laughs> You guys staged an entire podcast festival yes. with Indy Hall's <laughs> podcast Junto, Tattooed Mom, the National Liberty Museum, yeah, I, World we Cafe, really... New Media Touring, Fireball Printing, Everything is Awesome, the podcast, OB Media Podcasting <laughs> Services, Philly Banner Express, Tea House Screen Printing, Bridge Set Sound, the Philadelphia Podcasting Society, all work to make the festival possible. Yeah, we were actually Those behind. Those the sponsors. We were actually behind Paul F. Tompkins, too. <laughs> His whole career is just a build up to, to Paul tricking F. one of you. Paul F. Tompkins' first job that he ever had was at the hat store on Chestnut Street. Yeah. He told me that it's okay to be weird when I was growing up. Great. And that bow tie is okay to for wear him. bow ties. And I also, sure. I biked by Jason Siegel, invited him to the pod. He's not here today, but he's been around Philly, so I just wanted to say that. Just he as was a, the Ben Franklin guy. Just as a, that was Jason yeah. Siegel. It's his new movie. I just wanted to be a part of the conversation, honestly. But before we got sidetracked five times, <laughs> um, I was saying I've had periods of my life where I've been down and struggled to get out of bed and things like that, and I think everyone has. And I think the big difference between me, one of the good ones, and someone like that who tweets about crystals and going to the gym and drinking water is that I realized that I wasn't clinically depressed as a medical condition, I was my life just sucked, and I was rightfully upset about it. Yeah, and I mean, your life is a lot better now, from what I can tell. Um, and if you have any kind of like lashing out moments, I can just tell that you're being a child, and that you need to go see a therapist as well. So, uh, I've already told it, everybody should go to therapy, whether you have clinical depression or not. But I think one thing that is always funny to me when I think about, you know. I'm running a podcast and, you know, I have depression. I think everybody hates me is that there's definitely these pockets of my mind that thinks that I am the coolest person in the world. Like you guys got to know that, like, just because I'm depressed, like I definitely think I'm better than everybody in this room, like hands down. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I think that that's kind of a weird mix to have in something that, you know, as a creative, you think I have this like really special thing and I want everybody to see it. And when they see it, they're going to love it. But also I'm the one holding it and I, like my hands are just full of shit like that's how I feel all the time like here do you want to buy my wares and they're like do you not own toilet paper Cody and I'm like I swear I do I keep wiping and it's not getting any better so that's what depression's like um, not being able to wipe your ass uh, but my depression's not like that oh What's is, that not like? the, is that not the the standard cookie cutter <laughs> please, way of just please use a metaphor <laughs> that engages all five senses you guys all have senses. shit on your hands at all times no no all five senses metaphor depression go all five senses? Mm-hmm. Let's list the five senses. You got smell. Uh, 
Timing. Mm, I just Timing sleep. is a sense. No, it's just sleeping. Sleeping is a sense. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping is the sixth sense. Sixth sense, directing. Um, so no, your depression I, is... What am I so, holistic? Cody's depression is the picture of the Kent State gun girl shitting her, <laughs> shitting her pants at a party, and Aaron's is just sleeping. Mine is that gif of Harry Styles where he's shaking his hands and saying, I'm not feeling fabulous. Okay. Bobby's depression is screaming at somebody on the street, I don't have depression! (laughs) It's true. Um, I don't. I'm normal. I'm a regular person. I think talking about, um, you know, having these creative pursuits that you want to do, for me, those being writing outside of my job and stand-up comedy, I was laid off for nine months. And that was an amazing time for me to be able to finish the book I'm writing and do a lot of open mics and pursue freelancing. And I didn't. You did all of it. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't because I was in such a bad depressive episode. All I could do is manage to apply for a few jobs and sleep. It was just too much to create anything even though I had all the time in the world that I had been begging for when I had these nine-to-five jobs that kept me from working on those projects, I suddenly had all that time, but I, I could not bring myself to do it. I completely relate to that. Uh, I've had a couple long periods in between jobs as well, and when you have that and you're like, you don't have anything to do during the day, but all you can do is just like lay around. And you yeah. have the time to do the creative things, but you don't have the motivation because there's nothing else driving you to do literally anything at all. And I, I want to be clear, that's, that's not writer's block. That's, you can have the greatest idea in the world and you just sit on it. And it, it's so hard to get yourself up and say, I want to create this thing. Especially if you're feeling bad about yourself, how could you have the confidence that you can put your best work forward? Now, the funny thing about that is sometimes the best work comes out of depression. Sometimes... You know, you have a really bad uh, two decades, and now you have a podcast about it. So, you know, some. It's not even necessarily sometimes feeling bad about yourself. It's having a good idea or wanting to do it, but just not caring enough to actually do it. And also saying to yourself, I have all the time in the world, I'll get to it. Right. And so you don't have the motivation. And when I was in between jobs, I would think that, but also when you're like writing and you don't have a big platform or anything like that and you're not pitching places and getting paid for it, you don't have positive feedback for it for the most part. So you write something and you're like, oh, I think this is really good. And then like three people fave it and no one reads it. And you're just like, all right, why do I fucking bother? Yeah, like I fave Bobby stuff all the time. I've never read anything he's written. Like I'm being a good friend. Cody wrote a blog for me once, and I didn't edit it. Yeah, I, well, I don't edit this podcast, so I don't really, I really don't blame it for that one. I was just trying to hurt your feelings. I did edit yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know you did. But I, I think there's, that kind of even plays into some of the other things I was thinking about. Like, well, you know, even when you get that motivation in the back of your head, you still don't like yourself a lot of times. And then the, the times that you are, like, you know, it's not writer's block. It's a little bit of just, like, you know, what you guys were saying, I have the time, but even that, it's like, you know, if you're having a really bad day, you might go like, fi- buy your favorite treat. Everybody knows me knows I drink Pepsi um, religiously. And if I'm having a bad day, it's a little bit easier to justify myself. I can have a Pepsi today. It's been a bad day. Now, when you're talking about in the context of depression, every day is a bad day. Every day I want to drink a Pepsi. And then you talk about that in terms of what I want to do creatively. There's a lot of excuse making of like, well, today was bad. I can take today off from the podcast. My listeners must understand it's a mental health podcast. But... If I did that every single week that I was feeling that way, there would be no podcast. I feel you try that to way. do that every single week. Yeah, every out. week I try to cancel last minute, and then Bobby just shows up, and we just do it. So if you're ever wondering uh, why there's no editing or no pre-prep, it's because Bobby's just showing up like, do the podcast, damn it. And but I, go, I, think, okay. I think that's a good metaphor for trying to be a functional adult with depression or mental health issues and it's sort of like you have that person like Bobby or your boss or something that is just sort of like well you have to do it 
and you do, and you just sort of go through the motions until eventually you kind of come out the other side. Yeah, and I, th- I think one thing that always upsets me is that people read that as people with depression have trouble being adults. Some of the most mature people I've ever met in my life have depression. They push through things that I could never imagine. I mean, I talk about my struggles, but I've met people who have things going on in their lives that are just so much worse than mine, as much as I bitch and complain. And to think of them as functional in any sense of the word makes me, you know, kind of jealous of their spirit. But, you know, in America, we're getting to this place where, like, we get really excited about that spirit. And it's like, well, we're ignoring the problems that person has on the inside. And we're just saying, you know, oh, you're so strong. Like, even though you had this thing holding you back, like, you must be the greatest in the world. It's like, well, no, that person still struggles. So I don't want people to assume just because I have depression that I can't get things done. It's just that I lose a lot on the margins. Those things that I want to do are very easily justified to cut out because, you know, those aren't necessary day to days. Nobody's going to yell at me for not doing those things. But those are the things that might open up my life the most. And it's such a snake eating the tail situation with depression that, you know, okay, this thing would make me feel better, but then I'd have to give the energy. So you kind of cut the corner once and then all of a sudden you're in the cycle. So I I can definitely like, you know, talk about depression in terms of my own life, like constantly, but still feel okay. And then when I talk about depression in terms of things that I really want to get done, those hurt, those hurt the most. Like I can live with depression I can't live knowing that there's some kind of burning desire in me that gets, you know, kind of extinguished just because I'm not feeling okay the moment I wake up, even though I had plans I was looking forward to, you know, all week. We just bummed the only two people we didn't know out. I know. They just laughed, and they were like, all right, this was funny to start, and then they got into the serious stuff. They liked the Libertarian Museum bits, and they stuck around for... 20 minutes off of that. I like, you guys bum them out talking about your stupid brain stuff. And you know what? My favorite part about this room is, if you're not here, if you're listening, it's divided in like two sides. It kind of looks like a wedding. And Iz is the only one sitting. People that are not my girlfriend and people yeah. that are my girlfriend. So this is a wedding. It's, it's the Cody side. Thanks, guys. It really came out. I really appreciate it. We got a good, like, uh, I want to say eight to 12 people on my side. And then we got Iz rocking Bobby's side. Uh, beautiful moment here in Neurotica. But based on what we were talking about, I, I wanted to say me and Cody, we went to college basically to have desk jobs. That's what we majored in. Yeah. Right? Um, Aaron, you went to J school, right? I did. So Aaron, it's different for me and Cody because we have like office jobs where we create value for employers and then they don't pay us enough for it. Whereas Aaron... Welcome to the National Liberty Museum. <laughs> whereas, whereas Aaron went to school to learn how to do creative pursuits and make connections and things like that. And so when we have, you know, depression and we can't get out of bed, we can still, like, go operate Excel and do it every day, and it's yeah. generally fine. Whereas what you trained for, studied for, planned your life for was to do creative things. And so when you don't have the motivation to do that, you know, what you, you work in social media, but when you don't have the motivation to do the writing that you always intended to do and, you know, went, paid thousands of dollars of college for, like, how do you... Stop reminding her, dude. Like, this sounds painful. (laughs) Sorry. I I just want to know, you know, what it's like when you go to school for something specific like that where the market is shrinking, every other like local newspaper and website is shutting down or getting bought up and pivoting to video. Like when you see that happening, what is what's your going question? Your mind? Well, My, no, so, I want to know what's going through her mind when she sees that the business. Just ask me, are you depressed? The business that she, you know, put a lot of resources into getting into. Okay, calm down, Bobby. No, I get. I, I no, please. Bobby. I get. I get where you're going. And so with me, I did go to journalism school. Um, and I have a minor in creative writing and film. So, like, three things that are very creative and also not very financially viable. Um, But I had known a general idea of what I've wanted to do since I was eight years old. And that has thrown me through some existential crises. 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 Christ sods. Um, <clears throat> Christ crystals. <laughs> multiple times in my life. Um, 
more than I can probably count because when you work towards something for so long, for me, 20 years, and then you get there and it's not exactly the way you expect it or you have, you go through a depressive episode and you hate what you're doing because you hate everything. Um, you really start to question, like, oh, did I literally waste my entire life doing this? Should I have been doing something else? Um, and that's been a struggle m- multiple times for me, um, where I've stopped writing and done something completely different and then hated it and realized that I wanted to be writing again. Um, and having those ups and downs and getting laid off and you know, trying to find safe spaces, safe meaning. Liberal canvases. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, but also, um, you know, companies that aren't bankrupt and areas, non-traditional media areas that still have those jobs so that there's a little bit more financial security and things like that to try to make these things work. And when you're doing that, just to try to achieve the nine to five sort of benchmark that society has laid out, it makes pursuing those things on the side really difficult because where's the extra energy come from? Yeah, yeah. I can't say how many times that someone has like asked me to write a blog or something like that or like start writing regularly and then they write three and they don't get the positive feedback and they like give up yeah yeah and i think for me you know kind of similar to your experience like since four years old i wanted to be a stand-up comedian and what i was doing was not doing stand-up comedy which is obviously the wrong path to pursue anything you want to do is not do it uh but what i was doing was i was setting my life up to go into that nine to five desk job and do excel while studying stand-up in the background which is not the way to do it and what I've unveiled is years and years of comedians talk about how to become a stand-up comedian while defying exactly what they're saying. And then I got to this line that kind of broke my heart, which was, um, if you can do anything other than stand-up comedy, do it. They basically say, this job is not worth it unless it's the only thing you do. And I'm looking at my desk job thinking, if I grind my teeth for another 40 years, I have a good salary. I'll you know, have a set life. But will I be happy? Will I really want to be able to do this? And there's that struggle every single day of my life. I could pack up the podcast and have, you know, five to six hours every single night that I go home to just, you know, bullshit around, watch the new, like, episode of TV everybody's watching and not pursue this. And then someday... Can't even have come a... up with a show. It's the new episode of TV. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know... That, I... that new thing, TV. Yeah. I, I really am excited for that new episode of that show, guys. You see this new weather channel? It's pretty dope. Um, but no, it's just it's one of those things where um, I have an excuse at all times to get out. There's always, like, a, an escape rope for my dreams, which is kind of one of the more depressing things I've ever said, actually, out loud. And it came... Spontaneously, which means that my brain is always instantly looking for the way to just describe my existential dread at all times. But, you know, there's, there's a reason for me to stop doing creative things at all times. And I could put my energy into my job and there could be real financial benefit from, you know, like getting raises and bonuses. But just something about being there and being here right now, there, there's a difference that isn't even like electric or anything. It's just a yes, no switch of, yes, I can do this and no, this is not me. So when you talk about you know, creative endeavors as well, why we keep holding on, it's the same reason we get out of bed every day. It's, we have to. This is, this is something to us that just exists in us, and it has to keep going. So whether this is the last live podcast we have or the first po- live podcast I have, you know, this for me is just something that you know, it had to be done. I'm more than excited to be here right now, but this had to happen or I don't know where my brain would be in a year if we didn't have a breakthrough like this. The world doesn't want us to do stuff like this. Like you just said, the comedians say if you have a safety net, you're going to be screwed. If you can do anything else, don't do it. I think a lot of sports journalists would say the same thing. Yeah, You're not, when you're putting your effort into something like this, you're not like replicating money in the way that that's all that 
the world wants you to do. That's why people say, you know, the women's national soccer team shouldn't get paid as much as the men because they don't replicate as much money, even though relative to their competition, they're a lot better. So they basically the world wants you to give up on things like this and focus all your time on whatever your job is that makes more people more money. Yeah, I mean, a million people want to be actors, and there's such a small chance it happens. A million people want to be athletes, and such a small chance it happens. So there's always an excuse. You know, there's always somebody saying, someone's going to be better at it than you, so why are you bothering? And then there's other people saying, we don't even need those things. Those are luxuries that we get to have, and the LeBron James are going to find basketball, so why are you trying to play basketball? You know, the the um, Tom Cruises are going to go jump on the couches of the world, so why are you going to try to go jump on the couches of the world? And it's just one of these things where it's just like, I wake up every single day and I'm asking myself, who am I? And if I give up this part of it, I'm going to have to, what are you doing over there? I have a back injury. I was having a very like heartfelt moment and I got distracted. I was like, hold up. I want to, this is boring me now. I want to see what the hell is going on with her. She's using Gatorade bottle to, as a. Some kind of splints for her back. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about jumping on couches. Yes, jumping on couches. No, but I think there's, there's a very real thing where it's like, you know, day to day, I don't feel the same way about the podcast because there's so many different things that are trying to remind me that having a podcast at 26-year-olds as a white male isn't even necessarily the best, like, use of my resources. When you're 28, it is. Yeah. yeah Bobby's hit that point. I mean, two more years, we're going to be sitting up here like, this is it. We're going to be here for In the- two more years, Bobby and I will be 30. We will not be on podcasts anymore. In two more years, I'm going to be sitting next to Bobby. <laughs> and people are like, two more years, we sit next to Bobby doing a live podcast and be like, wow, they got Ben Franklin to come. And it's like, no, that's Bobby. I'm going to be 25 forever. So that's... <laughs> Bobby's living I'm never going to be 30. But, uh, well, so basically what we're saying is that um, trying to do creative things and put yourself out there is not something that's... There's like pushback from it from just the way that our society is structured because like me writing a blog on Medium, there's no way that's going to make anyone money, I guess, except Medium. Right. I guess we were just saying, guys, follow your dreams. (laughs) So just to throw it back, you work in like more creative things. You, Mm -hmm. You work in social media, which is actually one of the few things that's like kind of creative that is making money because it's promoting and advertising things yeah so do you have like a passion for like that kind of work or is it just something like me and Cody's jobs that you kind of like ended up in because you're acceptable at it well for me because I'm addicted to being online it's great because I get paid to be online Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Are they and, hiring, by the way? <laughs> also, I do social media for a radio company, so I get paid to tweet about like Music. Ariana Grande and K-pop bands all day. And interviews with Madonna that a lot of people are going to watch. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't bring that up. That is such a sore subject. <laughs> but I guess what Bobby's hinting at is that... I'm going to go into all of the details of that for I the next don't. 15 minutes, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. We're going to wait until the, they cut us off and kicked us off stage um, before we ask Bobby that question. Yeah, so it's something that, I mean, obviously I'm writing tweets for a brand and I am promoting that brand and I have to think about ads and thinking about how we're, you know, returning to our O&O and helping the O&O drive revenue and things like that but at the end of the day I still get to be a little creative with it um yeah and there's passion about the things you're writing about like I know you you're like a big fan of a lot of the topics that you get to write about and you get to meet people that you cared about from a creative standpoint as well yeah and that's definitely cool and like I got to go to a music festival and cover that and just tweet about a music festival all weekend which was awesome but I think the thing one of the reasons why this job has been so fulfilling to me is that it's creative enough to keep me going, but it's different enough from the creative endeavors that I want to pursue that I don't get burnt out with writing and comedy and things like that because I still get to have fun and be creative at my job. But at the end of the day, I haven't been writing all day, so... 
I don't go home and write, which I should, <laughs> but <laughs> I still have the brain power sure. at the end of the day if I wanted to. Right. And yeah. you're, you're not like putting necessarily the best of you. Like you're doing, right. a, you're doing a good job, but you're not like putting your own self out there. You're like filtering it through the brand. Right. When I was blogging as a nine to five, I had nothing left at the end of the day because I had to put the best of me in those, you know, sure. blog posts that I had to write for work. Um, and I just had nothing left at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, but I think, you know, right now you get kind of that hybrid of, like, you get to stay sharp, you get to kind of build your resume, so if you get find an opportunity that kind of fits more in line with what you want, you get to make that jump. Whereas me and Bobby, we're just like A or B. It's like you're either going to be doing that podcast where you're talking about your butthole again, or you're going to be, you know, reconciling stuff on Excel sheet. So it's, it's kind of, they're two different worlds. Um, but, I mean not to downplay, you know, you're still obviously not in a place you want to be, but this is, you know, it's again, small victories. And we, we don't celebrate yeah. those probably as nearly as much as we should. We're just not those kind of people. But I mean, yeah. even if this room is filled with just mostly people that I've met before, um, you know, a lot of honkies, a lot of, a lot of honkies. Lot of honkies. I, I think that says a lot about your friend group, Bobby. I'm cool. Um, <laughs> one of one. Yes. Um, but basically, I just saying, like, you know, the fact that anybody would want to put our name on their poster as, as filled it with it was as podcast, you know, that, that's still something. And the fact that somebody wants to, you know, put your article on a website and the fact that people want you to interview, you know, some of the biggest stars in the world that people care about. And then also you've done things like, you know, have your catfish article. I'm proud of every single person that's on the stage, and I'm proud, proud of, of you for getting catfished. Yes. Thank you. And I'm, I'm proud to even look, you know, some of the people that I, we have here today. I mean, Tony is our producer. He does a lot of great work, you know, and not just on the podcast, but some of the creative projects he's working on. I see Charlie in the back there who actually has a consistent job where he does what he loves. And we have our good friend Dylan who not only helped us come up with the podcast idea, but just becomes obsessed with anything that he ever comes across. And then it's basically like his world that he lives in. He's the one person that retweets the Toyota corporate account yes <laughs> should we should we shout out every single person in the yes audience so, name? so everybody stand up do not sit down until you've been pointed at um, but anyway yeah but i i'm very proud of what this podcast has become and i'm proud of the people that are in the room and you know i hope that next year we're right back in the same spot but you know maybe a little bit later in the day a few more people but you know, shift some people over to the left of us. Yes, you know, yeah. some people on Bobby's marriage side. But I, I think it's one of those things for me where I took it for granted how much I wanted to do so many things. And then when this came up, I was like, all right, it's, it's another thing on the calendar that I'm going to do. And now that I'm here, I'm like, shit, guys, we just put on a, a live podcast. And, you know, we followed Ben Franklin. I mean, how many people get to say that? That, the, you know, one of the founders of our countries. Um, Probably your, a lot of people like leading your podcast about years while, whether yeah. many, Betsy many Ross many. should be referred to as Bussy Ross, um, <laughs> which I whispered to Tony, and then he started cracking up in the middle of somebody else's podcast. Betsy Ross was dumb thick. She was dumb thick. <laughs> All right, well, we, we her, had, it's not her bones in the tomb outside <laughs> the house. Oh, really? Shit. Let's hear about this. Yeah, I we mean, have we, 17 minutes. We to got fill. we got some time left, and I was going to say maybe we could like open up to the audience, but now I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's hear about this. When they went to dig up her grave to bring the bones back to the house, that's not her house. Yeah. Um, her grave was empty, so they just dug up the grave next to hers. And they, they just picked up whoever's bones were in those? Yeah. The bones are their money, but not for Betsy Ross. <laughs> no. Betsy Ross, the creator of the first uh, Blue Lives Matter flag. The very <laughs> early version of it. There is no Blue Lives Matter flag without Betsy Ross. So. Exactly. There's no flag without Betsy Ross. Um, unless you talk to Anybody literally else. any historian, <laughs> and then they'll tell you differently. Our flag kind of sucks ass. It doesn't Yeah, slap. we have one of the worst flags. Welcome to the National Liberty uh, Museum, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at it out there. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, no. I can see. Why is the thing in the corner? The stripes, they look bad. The stripes there's too look many stars. Bad. Actually, there's not enough stars because of not Puerto holding Rico. It right. but. Yeah, Puerto Rico should be a state. We're getting a lot of issues here now. I was going to buy a flag for us to just burn, but 
It was really hot out. We're going to get Bobby, so Bobby also said he was going to wear Joker makeup to the National Libertarian Museum. And then I walked around the National Liberty Museum and decided if Bobby walked around, he would have kicked out five minutes into the podcast. So we told him to come straight to the room and not look at anything. I walked to the room in the back, and the first thing I saw was an, Arsh- uh, an Arthur Ashe quote, who is famously a black tennis player. And a saluting white marine. There's definitely an Arthur Ashe picture upstairs. Anyway, uh, we're probably getting kicked out of the Philly Podcast Festival forever because we bashed one of the venues. So I'm going to read this uh, list that uh, Bobby went through again while you guys uh, decide what you might want to plug. We want to thank our Philly Podcast sponsors from 2019. Please read during your show the 7th Annual Philly Podcast Festival, July 17th. I'm not supposed to read that part. Um, Keep going. We have time. Indie Halls, lower uh, cased fonts. It's a smaller font for some reason. Podcast, somebody has circled cast in Junto. I don't know why. Indie Halls, pod, circle, start, cast, Junto, circle, stop. Tattooed Mom, a venue we probably should have been at. Uh, National Liberty Museum, a venue we're not going to be uh, invited back to. World Cafe Live, a venue that I did stand up once for my coworkers. And they said I was really good at it and said I should keep going. We're doing freedom of speech right now, actually, so I think they should let us New media touring and fireball printing. I've heard of neither of these companies. Uh, Everything is awesome, the podcast. That sounds like probably a good podcast. Let's toss it to Aaron. OB Media Podcasting Services, Philly Banner Express, Tea House Screen Printing, Bridge Street Sound, the Philadelphia Podcasting Society, and all work to make the festival possible. I'm going to... Submit one uh, correction here that says Bridge Set Sound. Oh, uh, we're going to have to edit that out. Too bad we bridge do not edit the podcast. Sound, not Bridge Street. You guys want to talk about anything? We're just literally reading bridge responses Bridge Set Sound back sounds to like you. a Gaslight Anthem cover band. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Anybody else got mental health? Raise your hand if you have mental health. <laughs> Who's on SSRIs? Raise your hand. Woo! Who's got that Xanax? Whose brain is bad? Let's go. <laughs> Who's got Make Xanax? some noise if you got a bad brain, everyone. Who's got Xanax and needs $20? Anybody? Meet me after the show. <laughs> what? You need $20? You got Xanax? Yeah. You selling Xans at the National Liberty Museum? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. This is what liberty is all about, y'all. Thank you, Weed Man. Yes. So, now that we've already ruined the podcast some more, um, why don't you guys tell us what you've been working on lately? This is our favorite part, the plugs. We just plugged every sponsor and somehow um, made them lose business. Um, so Except what, Tattooed Mom, because... Tattooed Mom's great. You guys We go, go there. That. We go there. If Official Mom, neurotica after party at Tattooed Mom. If Tattooed Mom would like to sponsor us, I would love that to be the case. I, Tots and shots needs to be a thing that I get paid to do. Tots and shots, live neurotic Tattooed mom, you already follow me on Twitter. They follow me as well. Slide into my DMs. They were tweeting about podcasts that were not my podcast. Let's talk about tots and shots becoming... Under socialism, you'll get paid as much for that as the CEO of BlackRock. Tots and shot pod. Um, Bobby, what are you working on these days? Aaron's working on her tots and shots um, (laughs) career. Uh, I'm working on... Oh, don't read the paper. You're not writing fireball printing. <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing something with my hands. Um, Do you want your bottle back? What's up? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, you took it to scratch your back. Yes. To Bobby. all, everyone that's not here and listening uh, in the podcast feed, Aaron was scratching her back uh, with the water I bottle. have a deep tissue muscle spasm in my rhomboid. Thank you. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the National Liberty Museum. Um, <laughs> Bobby, what are you working on? Um, I'm working on getting up the courage to send freelance pitches to websites because I'm a coward and always have been. I Okay, here's the thing. As someone who has had pitches accepted, pitching sucks. Pitching's the worst thing ever. Thank you. I agree. It sucks. Glad it we sucks got back that we have up. to do that. It does suck. Well, under socialism. What, what else are you it's doing, Bob? <laughs> what else you got um, going on? But in general, if these pitches don't get accepted, I'll probably still fucking write them anyway. So uh, follow the blog at Class is Boring on Twitter, medium.com slash at Class is Boring. Follow the podcast account at Neurotica the Pod. Uh, I got briefly suspended for <laughs> allegedly threatening to kidnap Ben Simmons' sister. <laughs> yes. That was Bobby's actual account. That wasn't Neurotica. Although Bobby sometimes writes tweets and then responds to himself as the Neurotica account. Fuck you. So that might also. I have a lot to say. Liv Simmons 
No one wants to kidnap you. You read the tweet wrong. Yeah. Someone might. I well, can't speak yeah. for them. I no don't. one no <laughs> one on Neurotica the podcast wants to kidnap you. No, he didn't yeah. tweet it from Neurotica the Pod, but I'm sure he would have tweeted from Neurotica the Pod, hell yeah, this guy's cool. Because it would have <laughs> gave him some extra support. It was a good tweet. It was a great tweet. Um What, what are you if, working on, Cody? Uh I have not twitched in a while, but I'm, I'm gonna try to get back to that. Um Hopefully we can do some more live podcasting in the future, probably not associated with the podcast festival and it ever again for obvious reasons. Um, is it because I don't listen to podcasts? Is that why we're no, not No, I mean, that? I don't it's listen because to because we have the courage of our convictions. Our, our, podcast, <laughs> our podcast views are mostly Bobby listening to the episodes that he's on and replaying himself over and over. But he refreshes the link every time to hear his spot. So that it's a it's good an podcast view. and I'm a good host. Yeah, agree to disagree on that. Anyway, um, we've been Neurotica from the National Liberty Museum. We thank all of you who've come out live, all of you listening who couldn't be here live today. Hopefully, we'll be able to do some more stuff in the future. I don't if, get to talk about what I'm working on. Yeah, I thought you were. You saw shots and tots. Let's hear about what uh, else you No, t- that was. I said to open up plugs, and you started saying shots and tots. I thought so. You want to talk about my personal endeavors? Okay, let's hear your personal endeavors. Um, most of you follow me on Twitter. But everyone should follow me on Twitter at e Browning, Channing Tweetum. I'm, I'm writing second a book that for myself. That's almost done. What's it about? It's about uh, our relationship to music as humans and how uh, re- our relationships with other people can be deep, uh, deeply ingrained in music, and how when relationships end, songs get taken with them. And reclaiming those songs that you have lost. Oh my god, it's yeah. a way better That's live a- podcast topic. Yeah, damn it! Why did you say this earlier? <laughs> yeah, that that topic actually kind of hits home for me. Not as far as relationships, but my uh, one of my good friends from high school's father died, and I was listening to the first Always album a lot when that happened. So like, I can't listen to it without. Save it well, for the not, podcast episode. We're doing this just, episode now. It's not just romantic relationships. It's any type of relationship. Stop using the content. We're going to use this again. <laughs> well, I'm writing a book about it, so okay. I'm not going to give too much okay. away. <laughs> All right. Well, they're, they're telling us to get off the stage for probably more reason than one. Uh, you've listened to Neurotica the Pod. This has been our live episode. We've been very happy to be here. We had a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, they invite us back, but I'm not crossing my fingers on that. So We would uh, love to come back. We'd well, lo- they would. I'm not on this podcast. Well, uh, they would love to come back. I'm one nervous breakdown away from needing a replacement. So uh, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I like being able to talk a lot with my friends, but they can't talk. Are back. you just describing your emotions? <laughs> I wish I looked like the girl on the poster. She looks like she's having a great time. Her headphones are That's, way uh, better. That's Joss Stone. Yeah, it does look like Joss Stone. Cool. Are the other podcasts doing this? Is this part of the? <laughs> Girl, put your record on. Bobby just decided that he That's wanted to squeeze Joss everyone. Stone. I know, it's Grand Valley Ray, right? Yeah. She's coming to Philly soon. You guys want to talk about that? I think her I don't music see is, race. I've gender. actually reclaimed that song. Um, all right, my back hurts. So all right, yeah. That's, that's how we're going to edit. Thanks for coming to Erotica. Our back hurts. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you.